Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Rich and Daily ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Hey, Richies. Is there something you've been dying to ask us about? Like, what was the craziest thing that happened to us when we were valets in Hollywood? Or, like, why Arisha insists on saying naked? Um, it's <laughs> called a regional dialect. Mm, Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, here's your chance to ask us anything. We'll pick our favorite questions to answer on our upcoming Even the Rich holiday episode. You can send us your questions to eventherich at wondery.com. That's eventherich at w-o-n-d-e-r-y.com. The deadline to submit is Friday, November 11th, so get your fingers on the keyboards. <sighs> Liam, these kinds of days are really the ones that I just hate the most here at Rich and Daily. Yeah, it sucks. Like, when a celebrity dies, especially when it's, like, so sudden and when they're so young. Yeah. It's yeah. just, like, it's never easy to talk about. But, you know, here we are. Yeah, I mean, being younger than me and dying is just, it's so hard to process. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's the case for Aaron Carter. Rest in peace. The I Want Candy singer and brother of Backstreet Boy Nick Carter was found dead in his California home on Saturday. Yeah, he was only 34, which is yeah. like, Jesus. And, you know, even though he had already achieved, I would say, like, a lot of success in his pretty short life. Yeah. I mean, right? Like, incredible. I mean, Aaron, yeah. though, obviously still had a lot of demons he was battling, you know, right up until his death. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things that's just so tragic to see where you're just like, Ugh, it's an addiction and it's clearly a disease and it just... It seemed to consume him. It's very sad. And it doesn't matter who you are, you know? Nope, it really doesn't. From Wondery, I'm Marisha Skidmore-Williams. And filling in for Brooke Sifrin, who's off today, I'm Liam Garrow. It's Monday, November 7th. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. Richies, you know we love to shop, so it's only fitting that today's sponsor is Saks.com. Saks.com is the perfect place to find new style inspiration. Yeah, Saks.com has everything for your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for brunch, a bright Chloe blazer for that job interview, or Stodd's gold cowboy boots for a concert. These are all such different vibes, and literally all vibes I would love to be a part of, so... That's oh, fun. yeah, <laughs> definitely. So find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Saks.com. If you've been keeping up with Even the Rich, you've heard us talking about Monopoly Go. That's right. And we're going to keep talking about it. So playing Monopoly Go with your family and friends is truly a delight. Yeah, there's always something new to do, like partner events where you build on each other's boards, crazy tournaments where you can recruit your friends, or competitions to outdo them on the leaderboards. And we love competition. Yeah, we do. Too much. And if you want to play solo, there's timed events like obscenely massive multipliers for all your winnings and challenges like treasure hunts or money sprees. It's honestly a really great pastime. Exactly. Compete with your friends and people all around the world to be the biggest Monopoly tycoon on the leaderboards. So join the fun and download Monopoly Go now, free on the App Store and Google Play. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, 
a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Give me that, give me that hot sauce. Right, we've got a little bit of heavy hearts because we lost one of our family members yesterday. We just wanted to find a moment in our show to recognize him. He's a part of our family. And we thank you guys for all the love, all your well wishes, and all your support. So that's Kevin Richardson of the Backstreet Boys, who I famously chose over NSYNC when I was a kid. Mm, um, and <laughs> um, and that's Kevin taking a minute during their concert in London over the weekend to pay his respects to Aaron Carter. Um, like we said, Aaron is the younger brother of Nick Carter, who's also in the Backstreet Boys. And Aaron mm-hmm. passed away at his home in California at the age of just 34. Yeah, so wild. So full details of his cause of death have not been released yet. But here's what we do mm-hmm. know so far. TMZ is reporting that law enforcement received a 911 call at 11 a.m. on Saturday informing them that a male had drowned in the bathtub and that Aaron was apparently then found by his housekeeper. Like, yeah. Uh, and Aaron's official cause of death has not been released yet, but law enforcement uh, sources are telling TMZ that police will be doing a deep dive into his past drug use. Mm, yeah, that's... Ugh, just tragedy all around. So Aaron was a father to an 11-month-old named Prince, which I don't know how I missed this, that he had a baby. And Prince um, is a son that he shared with his on-again, off-again partner, Melanie Martin. And Melanie posted on Saturday that she was trying to process the unfortunate reality of Aaron's death. And she obviously was not alone. Tons of other celebrities who knew Aaron have weighed in online as well. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like, especially if you were around in the early aughts, like a very hot item was when Hillary Duff and Aaron Carter were dating. Like that was. Yeah. I mean, dang. To the point it that just, like, when I heard the news, I immediately went to Hillary Duff's Instagram to see if she had posted same. yet. Like yeah. that's oh, 100%. Was just the first thing that I thought of. Aaron actually did refer to Hillary Duff as being like the love of his life for like years after yeah. they broke up. And. Hillary then posted about Aaron on Instagram and wrote, I am deeply sorry that life was so hard for you and that you had to struggle in front of the whole world. You had a charm that was absolutely effervescent. Boy, did my teenage self love you deeply. Mm. And I know Paris Hilton chimed in. She tweeted, sad to hear about the news of Aaron Carter. He was always kind to my family and I. He had a good heart. But like, for as much as I will say that I, like, definitely was like, oh, I wonder what Hillary Duff had to say. I also was like, what is Nick Carter going to say? Like, that well, was yeah, also the of one course. where I was like. Yeah, yeah. So, That's and his, just, like, this uh... post that he wrote about Aaron was just, like, so gut-wrenching. He, like, posted these five photos of them together when they were, like, you know, much younger and, like, little kids. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he wrote, my heart is broken. Even though my brother and I have had a complicated relationship, my love for him has never, ever faded. Nick also said that addiction and mental illness is the real villain here and added, I will miss my brother more than anyone will ever know. Now you can finally have the peace you could never find here on earth. Mm. Just like... uh, It's over the pandemic, there were a couple of people from my community where I grew up who passed away from addiction. Um, Mm. And 
interestingly or weirdly, I was friends with them or I was friends with their brothers. And weirdly, both of the brothers that I like talked to, separate people that died, but both of their brothers went to different funerals. And they like had the same sentiment where it's just like, you know, it's just such a complicated, awful disease that just is very Mm -hmm. insidious. And I just feel for them, you know, being left behind like this. And in this context, it's awful. Like, I can't even imagine. And like, it tears apart your relationship. But at the end of the day, it's like, this is my brother. I still love him. I still care about him. You know, kind of getting back to the whole like Backstreet Boys show when, you know, they paid uh, tribute to Aaron, Mm -hmm. you know, First of all, can you imagine being Nick Carter on stage having to like process I this in front of thousands th- of people? I was like, of course he's not going to perform. Like, I was certain that he would, you know, they would, you know, have a show or they'd either cancel the show. But I did not expect him to actually be up there performing. Like, that's power to him for being able to do that. Yeah. And so he's like on stage and he's like visibly sobbing. And like, you know, obviously like everyone on stage, they're like hugging him. They're trying to console him. And they then managed to, like, somehow get it together enough that they sang their song Breathe in honor of Aaron. And I love how Nick changed it to He Was Good because the actual song is It Was Good. Yeah, Like, yeah. it's just... Very powerful, very emotional. Oh, my gosh. Um, I know. And, you know, Aaron was a pretty big star for a hot moment in his own right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was definitely, I'm sure, following in Nick Carter's footsteps. Like, I remember being a huge Nick Carter fan and then meeting Aaron and not, like, obviously in-person meeting, but just, like, hearing about Aaron. Yeah. Because he released his debut album in 1997 when he was only nine years old, which is just what were you doing when you were nine? Not releasing an album. But like, no, he was like so weirdly prolific at like such a young age. Like, yeah. Because then in 2000, remember he had like that really big hit with his song, like, and it was also the album title, like Aaron's Party, Come come Get It. Come Get remember? It. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that made it to number 34 on the Billboard Hot 100. And it helped that album sell three million copies in the U.S. Like, like, this was not, like, I think people kind of forget, like, that was, like, he was a big deal. And, like, that he was so yeah. young was, like, yeah. kind of an anomaly. Like, he was a, like, little He wasn't kid. even 18. Like, this kid, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. A baby. He's, like, 12 years Just old. Just a baby. Yes. And then he, of course, like, I also, this is actually weirdly how I think I became aware of him, is because he then was absolutely popping up on, like, every single teen show in the early 2000s mm-hmm. like i remember him on lizzie mcguire i remember him on sabrina the teenage witch seventh heaven i mean oh, my god loved seventh heaven god yeah that and show. then i mean truly a family could not be more different than mine never wanted to be part of it but it was almost like an alice through the looking glass of like oh it could have been like that <laughs> i mean i was um, just like so attracted to what's his face uh barry, barry watson's Watson. character oh yeah i was like yeah. oh my god i know well and then aaron once he was done on seventh heaven uh later on as an adult <laughs> like in 2009 he competed on dancing with the stars and you know placed fifth which yeah that's not bad no that's, that's not bad i mean i don't know that i would even place if i went on dancing with the stars there is only way to find out. I listen, all that tap dancing, Arisha? Come on. You're right. You're right. You know what? You're right. I would be first. No question. Yeah. Easy peasy. That's right. Me and Howard. Yeah. Um, so obviously Aaron had a wildly successful childhood. Um, mm-hmm. 
But in contrast, his adulthood was very different. I mean, he's wrestled with so many demons as an adult. He had very serious struggles with mental health and substance abuse. And over the last decade or so, all evidence points to the fact that it was just getting harder and harder for him to cope. Yeah, so in July 2017, Aaron was arrested for driving under the influence and for possession of marijuana. Then in September of that year, he checked himself into rehab. And he actually told Us Weekly, kind of around that time, I'm not ashamed of it. I have issues. I have post-traumatic stress disorder. I never wanted my parents to divorce. I never wanted my dad to die. I never wanted my sister to die at 27. Everything just spiraled Mm. out of control. Because you know that's true. Like, his sister, Leslie, also died through an overdose. Like That's what's just... I. It makes me feel that much more for Nick for losing two siblings to addiction. Like, that's, oh, it's such an awful, terrible disease that just tears people and families apart. 100%. And then, you know, Aaron goes on to appear on, remember that show, The Doctors? Yeah. Did you ever see? Yeah. So, yeah. So in 2017, he went on that show and he said, I was so into the addiction. I was just like, I'm just going to let myself die. And then he made another appearance on that show in 2019 and said he had been officially diagnosed with multiple personality disorder, schizophrenia, acute anxiety. And he also said, I'm manic depressive. So, you know, this is a guy who had a very like some people do just have a full plate and a lot to deal with. And on the show, he also opened up about his huffing addiction. I was huffing because because I was really stupid and sad and but there's really no excuse, really. I was huffing because I'm a drug addict. I think it was his sister that introduced him to huffing. Yeah, when he was like 16. Yeah, and it's just like you just and it, you just feel for them because it's just like this becomes such a horrible thing that takes control of your body, your mind, and it's all you know, and it just becomes impossible to get out of it. Well, and it's like, where is the role model? Because you know what? Actually, this whole thing made me think of. It did make me think of Whitney Houston because she mm. also started using, everyone thinks she started using when she met Bobby Brown, but it was actually, she started Way using before. because her older brother mm-hmm. introduced her to drugs. They were using together when they were teenagers. So yeah, it's like, we get into that in Even the Rich, available wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> I mean, classic. Um, but I mean, it's hard to pull yourself away from, right? Like everyone has a very, yeah. very different journey with that. Yeah, and I I feel like you hear about it more and more just how much addiction, drug addiction has really kind of gotten a stranglehold on a lot of the population of at least the United States. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have to treat it like it's a disease and not just, oh, all these assumptions people make about people who get into drugs or are on drugs. And it's like, no, this is literally a disease. There's something the same way that cancer is a disease, the same way that hypertension is a disease and i feel like there's such a stigma around it and well because we treat it like a personality flaw exactly exactly and you know aaron he's going on these tours he's talking about his struggles and it's like he's giving a voice to it he's giving a face to it and he's still struggling with it he still struggled with Mm -hmm. it and it's just it's heartbreaking to see because it takes a lot of gumption just to go out and be like yes i have this addiction i am struggling this is hard. And I need help. And then to yeah. still, yeah, yeah. So it, this is a tragic ending. I mean, he was 34 years old. It's so young. It's too young. So as depressing as this episode is, um, mm-hmm. you know, I hate doing these episodes. It's just 
the world is already so sad. So let's flip it a little bit. And Liam, tell me something good that you'll remember about Aaron Carter. I mean, to me, he was like the first indication that like, oh, there are sort of celebrities and content and like music and like things being built specifically for us. Because of course, we would have also been kids when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of like, it was, I'm not kidding. It was the first time where I was like, this thing is being built for me. Like, I was like, that was, mm-hmm. and that's kind of powerful when you feel like, oh my God, this thing is being directed for me, at me. Mm. And there was something slightly aspirational about, because, you know, we would have also been kids who wanted to be in this industry in some capacity. And like, yeah. seeing someone our age doing it, that was a big deal. Yeah. Mine's way less profound. Um, it was. <laughs> I mean, was mine profound? Mine was like, <laughs> I also wanted to be in the industry. I mean, but that, it paved your way. For me, it was just classic, I have a crush on somebody. I saw him and I was like, oh my God, he's so cute. I could date him and be close to his brother of Backstreet Boys. Um, But it was a music video. Always setting yourself up with that plan B. (laughs) Always setting yourself up. You've always got to have a plan B. I don't know how many times I could say that. That's right. (laughs) From Wondery, I'm Arisha Skinner-Williams. And filling in for Brooke Sifrin, I'm Liam Garrow. This is Rich and Daily. See you tomorrow, Richies. If you like our show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now. And tell your friends we've got the hot goss. Are you tired of dating assholes? Do you want a Prince Charming? If so, we're filming a reality show. Sign up here. 12 American women are flown over to the UK for a Bachelor-style reality dating show. There are so many questions about a show like this because it's so odd. These women have been told that they were going to be dating the world's most eligible bachelor, Prince Harry. What? Y'all playing with me, right? You can binge The Bachelor of Buckingham Palace exclusively on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.